Chicago made Matthew W.J. The phenomenal R.J. Styles Williams, chairman of the board, Michael Williams. And Fourth, eight fifteen p.m. We are just a few days removed from the first dance. A great episode of AEW Rampage on Turner Broadcast on Turner National Television, whatever TNT stands for. We all knew leading up to it, uh, it had been rumored for months that CM Punk would be arriving and making his professional wrestling return on Friday and they AW teased it they called it the first dance in Chicago in the United Center uh, had Darby Allen doing some promos where he's talking about who's the best in the world we all knew this was going to happen no surprise and yet as I'm watching it just like hit me on an emotional level and no matter how much I knew it was coming, I guess it was just, I, maybe a part of me thought it was never going to happen. And it was just that realization that, oh my God, he is back. As he said, I'm back, the Jordan-esque words. Um, so yeah, Michael, with, who's peeling a banana right now, which, uh, not sorry to let everybody behind the curtain. Um, how, how was, what was your reaction like? Your initial just overall reaction to the return of the best in the world. Um, so I have kind of like complicated kind of opinions about CM Punk because mm. I was talking actually I was talking with Matt about it and like I was happy that like what's the phrase that uh, that Shawn Michaels like I lost my smile so I was happy to see that he had found his smile like I was. I mean, I think he's fantastic. Like, I mean, I I primarily only know his run from WWE. Like, I, I he did, I, when he was in the Indies, that was that dark period in which I was um, trying to be cool and go hanging to parties and not watching wrestling. And when <laughs> I started watching wrestling, I kept it a secret to my girlfriend. Right. Um, but yeah, but like Punk, I'm I, I think he's fan, I think he's fantastic in the ring. I think he's you know one of the best talkers in the game. I'm happy that he's back. I just know that, <clears throat> I don't know, I guess it, the weird multitude of things of like when he left and then he did the UFC thing in which, you know, I guess he was pursuing a dream, but again, just following MMA as, you know, as, as armchair as I have. But, um, yeah, he wasn't cut out for it. And then, and then kind of this stuff about him kind of accidentally kind of, or I don't know, accidentally, but screwing over his uh, best friend, Cole Cabana, uh, when it came to the lawsuit, which, Again, like I've talked with Matt and like, I hope, I imagine that Coco Bana is signed to AEW and mm-hmm. I, that there would probably, they'd have to probably cross paths one way or another. So hopefully they've hammered that stuff out. But I mean, he's a boon 
AEW definitely gives them like if legitimacy was always a thing that they might be fighting against like you definitely have like one of like the last big returns possible they got it they scored it and WWE mm-hmm. is not going to get any of that so yeah I, I'm sure he's an asshole in real life I mean that's that's what all the stories kind of <laughs> seem in his falling out with WWE right you know I, I'm sure part of it was his fault um, but he seems to have no problem going after them as he like kind of expressed in the promo. And, um, as you said, it's one of the biggest, it's the, it's the biggest return that could happen in professional wrestling and AEW got it. It's a big score. Um, RJ, did you, were you watching live? Yeah, uh, I wasn't going to, but then, cause I'm like living in New York city and I'm like, Oh, I should be out doing something i should find some improv to do i should go to a bar and then i didn't have anything to do and i was like why don't i just chill at home and watch wrestling like i did before i moved to new york city uh and so i did i watched smackdown and then i watched uh rampage immediately afterwards yeah i saw it live uh yeah yeah were were you into it or or were you kind of having mixed feelings um i also had mixed feelings on cm punk so CM Punk was my favorite wrestler back mm-hmm. in like 2011 through 2013. You know, I was like best in the world. I had him as my screen or as my uh, desktop background on my computer. Yeah, him with the title looking like this way. It was like a really iconic photo of him in the white shirt. Uh, and then when he left, um, you know, I was like pretty much on his side and stuff like that until I heard about the, the Coca Bana stuff, um, which, you know, it was on dirt sheets. So who knows what, what that's about. Mm-hmm. But. Um, and then eventually I just kind of like, you know, like got, got over it. Right. It was like, I'm not looking forward to him coming back. I don't want him to come back and take a spot from a young guy and, uh, become world champion or something like that. So that was my biggest worry. And I think I talked about this on the last time I was on the podcast. It's like, I don't want older guys coming to AEW and then making it like WCW or impact in the mm-hmm. 2000s. But punk, first of all, it was electric. Uh, and it, it did, it was emotional for me just having it happen. Uh, but then he said specifically, I'm here for the young guys and I'm here to help the young guys. And that's exactly what I wanted to hear. Mm-hmm. So I know that he's going to be working with the young folks and he'll probably, you know, he'll probably face Kenny. He'll face Mox. He might face Jericho maybe once or twice, but I love that he's here to put over the young guys. And that's what I, I'm, I'm down. I'm ready for it. I think it is a boon. Uh, I think it's going to get them some good ratings for for a while, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, they, they couldn't have. It was so perfect. I don't think anybody has a there's no home field advantage in wrestling, especially since the, there hasn't been since the territory days. But CM Punk does obviously the CM stands for Chicago made. He famously had his match against John Cena in the summer of punk in Chicago, where the crowd was just like loud and electric and on his side. And that's what you had here. And Matt, you're, you're from Chicago. you you were made in Chicago. Um, do, do, do you feel any special connection to him in that way? I, I do have to, uh, do a couple corrections there for you. Sure. I'm actually from Naperville, yeah. which is a Chicago suburb. If anyone from Chicago heard I was from Naperville, they would get very upset with me because I there, there's a thing where like, if you're from the burbs, you don't say you're from Chicago proper. It's a whole 
whole thing. Right. It's a whole thing. But, uh, did to answer your question? Yeah. I very much like RJ and Mike said, um, I had this big connection to CM Punk. I remember when he debuted in ECW and it was cool. He was different. Cause that was that Hammerstein ballroom. And just everyone was like, so excited because they knew him from those indie days and i just thought it was cool like when he won the title from uh john morrison ecw and i i followed his career for a little bit but then uh also like mike i right around like 2008 to 2010 like the guest host era of raw and smack and what smackdown was fairly irrelevant i just stopped watching because i just it was bad then and then i wasn't watching tna much either it was uh 2011, I slowly was watching some wrestling, but it wasn't compelling enough. But then it was Punk, not with the pipe bomb promo, but when he was suspended and then came back the week after the bullhorn, and then he's just going at Cena and Vince McMahon. Some of the best television I've ever seen. That That's truly like the magic he was on the microphone. And that was him with the Vince McMahon filter too. And so CM Punk totally brought me back to wrestling. So I did feel this connection to punk for so long because, hey, love Chicago, love my White Sox, Bulls, Bears, and Blackhawks. And it, when he was the champ, I was I was all about uh, when, when he was the face. It's like he's the new face of WWE. And then when he turned heel and it was all respect for the champion, he was with Paul Heyman. Like I was just wanting him just to just to break that glass ceiling to get to like seeing it in the rock level, because I thought he was really funny that everything he did, there's still stuff he does that really, really makes me laugh. And then when he left in 2014, like RJ and Mike was saying, I was on his side. The company did it wrong. Firing him on the day of his wedding to AJ. It's just some of this BS that WWE's done for so long, but just like our colleagues here, I personally started to sour on him just with the whole Colt Cabana when they were sued. And it's like, what's going on there? I don't know if we'll ever really know because this, he said, he said, because punk is saying he's trying to extort him. So who really knows? I actually last year when punk was on WWE backstage, he was their big surprise for that show that quickly got canceled. I actually got rid of all my punk t-shirts after that. Cause I had a whole bunch from WWE shop. I got over the years. I'm just like, F this guy. Like you're such a hypocrite for like joining this company. You say you hate and Like technically he wasn't cause it was a Fox sports TV show. I just thought it was all stupid. So I was like, yeah, you know, this guy sucks now. And I, I but to me, that was him selling out. Now, how do I feel? It's so complicated, but the thing is, is that I love AEW mm-hmm. so damn much. They've become my wrestling company. I just, everything they've done, it's not perfect, but they've just brought me so much joy. And Punk is a huge X factor. And you can see that in the ratings is that the ratings came out. It was 1.1 and changed million people watched it. Uh, they almost beat SmackDown in the 18 to 49 demographic, but they did beat them in the 18 to 34. So it was a big deal. 1.3 million people, I believe, watched the Punk segment. So he moved the needle, unlike Roman Reigns just said last week, Punk didn't move the needle. So Punk being an AEW is good for them. And that's all I want, just AEW just to continue to grow because they're doing amazing things. And Punk, this is major news to wrestling fans. Again, you had grown men weeping Mm -hmm. in the audience. You're all like 
RJ and Larry, you're just saying you got emotional. I didn't get emotional, but I was just in awe of, of seeing all those people on TV just lose their minds. Yeah. And Punk, Punk definitely took in the moment too. And it just came off perfectly. Just he would, he, he jumped into the crowd and his whole mob with the pandemic still going on. How nuts is that? He's trying to do like a crowd surfing. Uh, I was yeah. a little worried when that sec when he jumped into the crowd, like that he was yeah. going to injure his knee hitting it against the rail. Yeah, there. Exactly. yeah I worry about that too. But uh, he's been known for that, and yeah, it was. It's just one of those. It's just wrestling is better with a big house and a big crowd just screaming their heads off, and just it's it's iconic now. Yeah, I also like you. AEW is now my prime wrestling show. I barely watch SmackDown and Raw. And as you said, it's not perfect. They still get some of the mechanics wrong. But this show, and I thought even the the Rampage the previous week was really well done um, and well-paced. This show on Friday, um, they nailed it. I mean, Punk, even after being out as long as he was, just gave a perfect promo. I, I, I There's probably recency bias. You know, there's other iconic promos, of course, but I think this was this segment was one of the best TV wrestling segments of all time, in my opinion, and very consequential. As I'm watching, I'm like, this is going to be a historic wrestling thing because this it, it legitimized AEW in a way that they haven't been before, and he you know, in, in saying that he has a lot of time to tell his his side of the stories, all that, and um, and talking about how he was, his mental and physical health had taken a toll at this other place, and that wasn't professional wrestling. Now he's back in professional wrestling. We always like to, ever since WCW, talk about who's the real competition. This was the first real shot across the bow at WWE. And I don't think WWE is going out of business or anything like that, but this was a this was a haymaker they threw, and I think they landed it. And I, I don't know. I'm I'm excited to see Wednesdays, Fridays, four Sundays or Saturdays a year, as Punk was saying. Um, yeah, it was a big deal, and this I think is on the level of. You know who who knows how it'll end, but it to me was on the level of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash showing up on Nitro. Um, I don't know. And did any of you guys feel that as you were watching it? That's a really great comparison because Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are very famous wrestlers, and I feel like if people might want to say that this was mainstream, like a rock or Cena level, I wouldn't say that now because those guys are movie stars and they're doing all right. bunch of other stuff. Punk's done some low budget indie horror flicks, but when it comes to wrestling, this is the biggest story there is and probably could be now. Now you want to get mainstream. That's still WWE's territory because right. they can still rely on rock and Cena to come back and do um, just those big numbers. But for a wrestling standpoint, I very much agree with the comparison to Hall and Nash jumping ship. I don't know. I think Halton Nash kind of like, and then eventually with Hogan kind of signaled that the ratings rise of WCW, like the beginning of that, um, and them like beating WWF eventually, 
Um, I'm not sure. We'll see. Um, but, you know, I think it's it's kind of easy or even Tony Khan would say, like, there are competition. I'm sure WWE would say there are competition. AEW is a competition. Um, but I I would hate for, like, AEW to get to to override WWE and then WWE ends up, like, letting go of more people they don't think are, are ratings draws, right? You know what I mean? Um, but I would also hate if, you know, AEW doesn't achieve the success that it needs, that it, it should and rightfully deserves so to achieve. Um, I think it would be, in my, like, pristine, like, picturesque cloud world, it would be great if both shows got fantastic views and fantastic ratings. Um, and Bianca Belair versus, mm-hmm. you know, Becky Lynch or Sasha Banks is like a main event that's watched by 3 million people, as well as Kenny Omega versus CM Punk or Darby Allen is watched by 3 million people. You know, um, I, I, I would like that uh, as opposed to like one kind of like taking over the other one and one being on the brink of like going out of business type of thing. Yeah. This is my opinion. Yeah, for sure. I mean, and that's that we all crave that competition because that was such a great time in wrestling and the competition made them both better. Uh, mm-hmm. WWE is not going out of business. I, I, I like that AEW has that, you know, we say they're not perfect. They, there is like a rawness to them, no pun intended, and like a grittiness that I think they're, they're going for. And it looks a little bit, you know, it's in smaller arenas sometimes and look, has that like Southern wrestling feel and that nitro feel. And, you know, they got to toe the line between keeping that and keeping those hardcore fans and being a bit more legit now that they have some big names. Friday, it looks like they thread that needle well. Um, do you, so Mike, I, I think, um, yeah, it seems like they're going to keep, you know, promoting the young guys and, you know, Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus and, uh, uh, Darby and, and whoever, while also bringing in these big names, do you think they're going to do that well and does it seem like they're on the right path with that i mean i think to a degree i mean as kind of seen like with like jericho and Mm -hmm. you know like like mirror all these people that you know are definitely known for being a wb or you know like they're they're integrating them with the talent and even if like they outright like beat them like at least with the mirror it's part of this character and he's part of this kind of like religious kind of fanatic character, but he's also like picking these young guys, giving them a good time to shine and then beating them. But at least like they have an effort and they have things they can add on to like a, a package if they ever want to give these people a push later down the line. So it's like, that's smart. Also, you know, you're educating the audience of these people again, because we know the Jericho, we know Meryl, we know these people, but like, I truly, I mean, I, AEW is, there's, there's, uh, there's a wealth of content, which I was truly not aware until the pandemic, which uh, those AEW YouTube shows of, of dark and dark elevation, where now they've actually become longer than AEW shows are on cable. And it's just two and a half hours of wrestling, which that reminds me of, of watching WCW Saturday night, where it was Saturday at 
305 Pacific, 605 East Eastern, in which it was just all jobber matches. Mm-hmm. And but you got to see the talent. You got to see some people rise. Like that's how I first saw Chris, Chris Benoit from being a jobber to actually getting a status. You know, so it's like you're educating fans. You're taking all this time. I guess I'm. I'm. It, it's curious because I also know that with the quote unquote forbidden door being kicked open too. With again, now we're seeing NWA and Impact and New Japan, all these worlds bleeding together in which a way that like hasn't been seen since the territory days. And along with people like Punk, kind of like, I'm I'm curious if it will bring in a lot of those laps fans, not just for WWE, but I mean how a lot of fans who loved even WCW in those days and then stopped watching once it was bought by WWE will it bring those back because I think that's that sort of thing of the lapsed fan because I'm not sure if it's gonna if, 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 you know wrestling peaks and valleys you know there's always kind of like a cultural zeitgeist and the last time was the Attitude Era where you know it was on actual news magazines and you know on tv and on you know the tonight show and saturday night live so i don't know if wrestling's on that path to get back to that sort of success but i think if it can at least get back to sort of like a wcw release like again the was it three three million fans is something that we get really you know is really to be excited about when back 10 10 years ago even five years ago it'd be considered like a terrible rating yeah and that's, but that's just you know that's just like that's just a change in media things. yeah well what's also about the 90s to consider is that there's less channels so sure. there was yeah, less exactly. competition like now like cable packages have just exploded and most of those channels are probably junk but people are watching and one of AEW's biggest competition was the challenge that took a lot of viewers away from dynamite as to why they've been under a million. I don't watch any MTV, but you have not just the last fan, but the Zillennials and the kids growing up and trying to get them into wrestling where they might just want to watch the stuff on MTV or uh, if the bachelor, I don't know when those shows are on, but uh, it's just trying to get those younger fans into it. And WWE is the kid friendly products still in some ways, but then there's AEW. Is that going to be a cool new can of block? It's just this interesting question, but like Mike was saying, just with WCW, there was the alternative and I would love if dark and dark elevation actually became studio shows because what's really fun is to go on YouTube and find WCW worldwide Saturday night, just these random uh, shows they had that were in front of a studio audience. Definitely very very fun just these tape shows and just all these different wrestlers you get to see who might normally be enhancement talent or jobbers on the big shows but they're wrestling other jobbers enhancement and just like i just want AEW just to continue to grow i don't want them to become corporate like wwe that's my number one fear Mm -hmm. but i just i just want them around because if they're not perfect they're still an a minus a company and at times they can hit the a plus level that I just haven't been fulfilled by in a long time from WWE. I think you touched on something, Matt, about like there being less channels in the 90s too. There's also a lot more in-demand, immediate content and a vast variety of different content off of TV. Yeah. So I can watch fucking Markiplier and I can go on Twitch and I can, you know, do this thing and do that thing. PS5, all these things that we didn't have in the, you know, in the, the late 90s. 
I say, yeah, I think those also contribute. Yeah, comparing the ratings today to in the past is is not apples to apples. It's more about them versus WWE. But the you t- also mentions about them not wanting them to become too corporate. They the corporateness is what brings in the young fans, and that's what WWE is is focused on since the Attitude Hour. The Attitude Hour was probably the only time they didn't have that like superhero that that traditional superhero character so ww well, is there yeah they had stone cold and that's well, why he was the anti-hero yeah and just and he was you, you know my parents probably were like this guy who drinks beer uh beats people up and drops a lot as swear words he's not a good role model for a kid i that's <laughs> why i love wrestling was because of him and yeah i so <laughs> Yeah, it'll be interesting if if uh, AEW could find someone like that who could get not maybe five year olds, but maybe like ten year olds can get into. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, Darby Allen, man. Yeah, and Darby <laughs> Allen. Darby <laughs> Allen's <laughs> over with kids. Really? Yeah. Is he? Yeah, yeah Darby, Darby, Darby Cassidy too. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Ah, ah, Orange Cassidy's the key. The Superman punch. It makes so much sense now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, um. So, and but also dealing with the, the corporation, like WWE literally is a public corporation. So they have, they're always going to have shareholders to answer to. And they're, they're firing all this great talent because, you know, in the short term, it's maybe a good business decision as they don't maybe move the needle. But AEW doesn't have to worry about that because they've got, just Tony Khan, who's just a big wrestling fan, kind of doing what he wants, and he's got deep enough pockets to go with it for a little while. I, I think we're going to see a nice run from AEW. Speaking of uh, what could happen in the future with AEW, um, so beside after Darby Allen, what do you think is next for CM Punk? Uh, you know, I... What people were, I've been hearing from Moxley is that he's been name dropping a whole bunch of New Japan people. But I saw uh, certain comments that are like, oh, is he also going after Punk? Is he is in some of his mm. promos? And like, the people saying, like, in real life, you know, Moxley doesn't like Punk too much. I don't totally know about that, but that would definitely, that's that's your full gear match, Moxley versus Punk. Mm-hmm. Mm, yeah, that would be cool. And Mox, um, uh, bouncing off of that point, but with New Japan stuff, uh, Punk mentioned in like his press interview with Tony Khan after he debuted, he was like, I'll do whatever Tony wants me to. If he wants me to go to the G1, I'll do that. Um, now, there are older folks in the G1, like Ishii has got to be in his 40s, and he's like killing it in the G1. Hiroshi Tanahashi is, you know, up there, and he's always wrestling in G1. So I think he mentioned that, but maybe just as like a little tidbit of just like, hey, this could happen. But if the G1 happens in the fall this year, like it did last year because of the Olympics, um, then I could easily see Punk after All Out taking some time off and then just flying over to Japan, working the G1. That would be a huge boon for NJPW. That would get a lot of eyes on NJPW. He wouldn't win, of course. He would make it to like the quarterfinals or the semis, wherever Dean Ambrose, John Moxley made it to last time uh, he participated. But I, I think that's where he's going to go next. He's going to participate in that, and then he's going to maybe go back to AEW, do full gear, like Matt said, and then probably wrestle at Wrestle Kingdom uh, to open that forbidden door even more. And that's a huge, huge boon for NJPW. 
Yeah, it's definitely, I mean, this AEW has been a huge boom to TNA, even though it hasn't, TNA, Impact, uh, even though I haven't really watched, but now just the cross-promotional stuff with the Good Brothers and now Christian as the uh, Impact champion. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, it's cool that they kind of mix, they mix, mix it up a bit. I think... Just to piggyback really quick off RJ, Kenta did tweet, I want Punk because oh, he stole yeah. the Jeep of course. from me. Yeah. So that, there's a feud right there. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, uh, that would be a Wrestle Kingdom match. Perfect. Yeah. I would watch a match of them for like 20 minutes just trying to lift each other and trying to deal with each other. <laughs> yeah. Over and over again. I mean, that's what kind of <laughs> happened in the uh, when he, the when his title match with Cena at that Money in the Bank back in the summer of Punk. They kept trying to AA each other. And then, mm. so I could yeah. see that with the go to sleep. Um, yeah, I, I see. I could so I, I hadn't really thought about all those like NGA JPW matches he could have. I, I do. I think the what he's doing with Darby Allen now is going to be the mold for a little bit of a while. Like you'll have this match with Darby. I think Punk's got to go over, even though Darby's awesome. Um, I, I he's not going to lose his first match back in professional wrestling. I think no, he'll have. I, 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 Go ahead, yeah. sorry. Yeah, yeah. So I think that that'll be kind of the template. You know, he'll call out somebody else or somebody else will do some run-in and he'll have like a mini feud and and blow-off match with some other up-and-comer in AEW. Um, but so that'll be the template for a while and he won't be in the title picture for a while. But I, I do see him eventually being in the title picture. Good, yeah. I, I think... Um... I think after here's my uh, fantasy booking. Uh-huh. I think Darby loses. Um, Darby turns on Sting, and nice. then we get Sting versus Darby Allen. We get Darby Hill run for a while. Um, oh, but yeah. yeah, I think I think eventually he probably will go for the AW Championship. Which Kenny versus Punk would be fantastic. I think we all want to see that. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure yet if I'd want him to win. Though no, I think the next AW Champion should be Hangman Adam Page. Uh, it's personally maybe a full gear when he comes back after being on paternity leave or whatever he's doing. Uh, but yeah, I can see is that. Where, is, is Paige on paternity leave? Yeah. 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 Okay. He, he requested a time off because um, everyone thought it was going to be Kenny Heyman all out, but I not sure when his wife revealed the news, but, but Heyman did request the time off around now. So he can, he's a dad. So good, yeah, good yeah. for uh, Mr. Mr. Hangman, Mr. Mr. Hangman. <laughs> Mr. Hangman, Mr. Hangman, this has it on He's your hangman. Oh, <laughs> he proved it. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, yep, yep. Um, uh, but yeah, I I think well, well, Punk even said in his promo to Darby, like the one mistake you made was challenging me in Chicago. So there, there's no way he's losing the first match back, and that's. And we were saying we we were we've been down on Punk for a while, and the way he can win us back is to cut those awesome promos on Dynamite and Rampage because the one thing he really wanted in WWE was the microphone. Mm-hmm. And Tony Khan is just gonna be smart enough, like here's the microphone, like whenever you want, just don't drop f bombs. I'm gonna assume mm-hmm. it's like the only restriction he has for for network television. But I think everything we're talking about with Wrestle Kingdom makes sense, and that's why I think. Kenny is going to have the AEW title going into Wrestle Kingdom. I think he'll eventually win the Impact title back from Christian because he's the bell collector. I think along the way, too, he's got to win the NWA title. And 
I think the dream match we all want is Kenny and Kota Ibushi in Wrestle Kingdom. That's that's what's going to make every fan have the orgasm of orgasms. Is Kota Ibushi NJPW champ? He's not. Oh. But I or, who's current champion you, over there? Shingo Takagi. Oh, yeah, yeah. He's great. But I, I well, maybe you don't need. Or if it's Kenny versus Kota for the AEW title at Tokyo Dome, that's also like a match everyone will pay to see. Yeah, the the whole belt collector gimmick. I love the belts collector gimmick. It eventually has to end, but that made it kind of weird that he lost the Impact Championship, so maybe winning it back could be an interesting thing. I, I, I feel like on Dynamite, they'll make a stipulation where mm-hmm. every belt's on the line, and yeah. so it'll be every title on the line at, at all out because... It's as cool as this for Christian to be Impact Champion. Uh, his one main event was against Brian Myers. I did not see that match. I was not. In, I'm sorry, Brian Myers. Hey, uh, the podcast is cool. I don't listen to it, but as a main eventer, I uh huh. I'm not. I, sure I don't even Brian. know who he is. The, the he, former uh, he was Curtis Hawkins. Curtis Hawkins. Yeah, oh, Curtis Hawkins. okay, okay. So he, yeah. he broke his yeah, he losing streak. <laughs> So yeah, uh, he trained the rock for his comeback. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean, yeah. So that, that match was on uh, impact television in the past. They, they had so. their last pay-per-view, which emergence. I emergence. Yeah. Yeah. It's like impact is a lot. I think impact definitely their women's division definitely uh, puts AEWs to shame so far. Like, you know, we saw Britt Baker doing amazing stuff and, the Britsburg Rampage debut episode was awesome. Oh, but, that was so good. Uh, and yeah, another yeah. great, like, I really think the punk promo was so good on Friday night, like, including putting over Britt Baker to start it. Yeah. Just, like, throwing, mm-hmm. throwing a bone to her, throwing a bone to the other young guys, throwing a bone to Darby Allen, as well as just, like, how connected he was with the crowd. But yeah, Britt Baker is a star. But go on about uh, Impact's women's division because I don't know it too well. Uh, well, well, they have uh, Deanna Perrazzo as their champion. She was in NXT for a while. They really mm-hmm. didn't do much with her, to be honest. But when she came to Impact, and uh, I, I, I've, I haven't seen too much. But like they're, the way they really promote them, also their their tag titles too. I think also get um, taken a little more seriously than um, the WWE's. But yeah, I, I just know like they have a pretty deep women's division. And honestly with that, it's just like, I don't know any other reason to watch impacts. Mm. really to be honest. They have, they still have it, Rose, it is a, yeah. Rosemary, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. No, Michael definitely knows a lot more. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the, the loser that watches impact. <laughs> um, the investigator. <laughs> yeah i poke and i prod and i see that uh yeah it's 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 a weird you know what i i having watched it through its darkest times uh especially when on various like changing channels and to see kind of like enough people who are like okay like they're kind of rebuilding things and they're kind of taking wrestling seriously again and like it's not just hotshot booking so it's a yeah the women's division is very deep like we saw kiara again on rampage uh she's a gem who was uh, that? She wasn't food. Uh, she was the uh, she was the woman that was that yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. food to Jade Cargill. Yeah, um, and she she can go. She's great, great on the mic. Uh, it's 
but that's the thing. It's just like, you know, for AEW, there's only so much time. It will for Impact. The women's division was like, when it was on Spike, was like the highest rated segments ever in, in TNA that, that when it was then that history. So they still kind of respect that. And it's still like a lot of, a lot of like women that usually are just not the NXT or WWE look that could easily, you know, they've done time in NWA and they can definitely do time in AEW. And yeah, like I think with the, the sharing of the talent pool, like AEW only stands to gain by, they can give them a, a bigger platform to be seen on and then they can in exchange have far better workers. Cause yeah, impact is if you want to watch, watch like major women's wrestling, impact weirdly is like the best place to go. Mm, interesting. Okay. So that's cool. that's a the one area where AEW could gain from AEW is the one gaining. I mean, they're always gaining from this cross promotion. It's a win win, but they could really gain in the women's division. Tennille's there, right? Or is she still there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Or Tennille, uh, yes, yes, yep. Sorry. Yeah, because uh, just picking up that with with AEW, I. I feel like the last episode of Dynamite really kind of also demonstrated like they have a big deep roster with um, all these people, but sometimes segments really get rushed. I know they're doing something with Dan Lambert now of America top team. So they're trying to get into more of the UFC MMA audience with that. And I, I feel like there'll be a, a tag match coming up, but there was parts of that that felt rushed. And then the whole thing with team Taz imploding, like, it's this deep roster, but you have so many moving parts and you only have two hours to fit stuff in. Whereas we want to see more of the women and Britt Baker might get a promo. Then there might be, might be one match, but hopefully maybe now with, with punk is like the first like big signing. It's like, all right, we need these bigger names. Maybe we can start letting certain people go because they can have opportunities elsewhere to make a name for themselves. If it's just not particularly working out depending on what young guy or like what, cause HW has a big roster because Tony gone billionaire who loves Kim out jobs and hasn't really, he's only released very few people. I, the only person that comes to mind is Jimmy Havoc because of his problematic past, but mm-hmm. it's, there's only so much airtime and really with rampage, is feeling like a third hour dynamite without being a third hour because three hours is way too long for a weekly wrestling show. But everything Rampage is doing is like, here's three matches, here's some promos, bada bing, bada boom. So hopefully maybe start thinking it out so you give more opportunities to the women and certain other younger guys. Yeah, I, I hope they do. And that's, uh, RJ, what you've always been worried about a little bit with AEW is if they start signing too many former WWE guys, they'll just, those guys will suck up all the air in the room and then you won't have yeah. time for Britt Baker or whoever. Yeah, that's always been my big one. Like if they sign Bray Wyatt, then mm-hmm. I don't think, I really don't, I don't, I love Bray Wyatt, but I don't want to see him in AEW. I want to see Adam Cole there because I think Adam Cole would really thrive there. And I don't think he's had a really full career in WWE. Um, but I also think there's there's other options, you know, that'll pay you a good amount, like NJPW Strong, which is just located in California. You don't have to go all the way to Japan. And they've got, you know, Osprey is going to be in Strong for a while. They got Jay White performing there. They got Juice. They got Tom Lawler. We have all these, like, NJPWs, like, trying to establish their American division is like a total different territory. And I bet they'd pay some top dollar for some big names. Oh, definitely for Bray there. Wyatt. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely for Bray Wyatt or, um, you know, Adam Cole, if he decides to go there instead, 
uh, which I want to see him in AEW, but I, I bet that they would pay him pretty well because he's, you know, so great. Um, yeah, I just don't want, like, like uh, for instance, like John Silver and Alex Reynolds. They're like super over, but they're not. They're not people that move the needle, right? And I would hate to see them let go because oh, we got to fit in this Bray Wyatt sketch, or like Chris Statlander, you know, Nyla Rose, uh, Big Swole. Like they can't get on the show because we got to put on Christian, you know. Yeah, Christian's yeah, yeah. great. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah. Uh- yeah, Bray White, he just might be too juicy a name for them to not try to sign. Yeah, like, I think you're right. It, it, it also, his non-compete clause will expire just before Halloween. Uh-huh. And I I have a co-worker at my job who is an independent wrestler, and he's a really great guy. And he brought up a really great point. To see Bray Wyatt, whatever his name will be, with no Vista Man filter and AEW's TV-14, the really freaky stuff and shit he can come up with mm-hmm. would be see i see with bray going along with rj's point i feel like he's such a dynamic performer he maybe should try hollywood first he's very creative he's very good mm-hmm. and i wonder if he can possibly get an opportunity to create a, a certain show or be in movies like i don't know but I, I, there are certainly those names that come up. Um, one person who I believe is, it's a rumor that may be guaranteed to show up at All Out this September 5th in a few weeks is Murphy because his non-compete also ends around that time. And he seems to be in the same sketches that Malachi Black did. And Murphy is definitely a name who's very good and very young too. So there's just certainly these prospects, guys. Like, like Adam Cole is... I don't think even 30 yet. It's like, you have to sign it because he's not only friends with the Bucks, Britt mm. Baker's boyfriend, but and he's Murphy, Britt Baker's I, I boyfriend. Think, yeah. Adam Cole. Yeah. Oh, oh, they didn't know. For a long time. <laughs> Damn it. Mark, nah. You don't know what I'm saying. <laughs> oh Larry my God. knows nothing. <laughs> That's why she's not. Larry knows nothing. <laughs> Hashtag Larry knows nothing. But yeah, Adam Cole. Yeah, I can see Adam Cole. Murphy is, yeah, Murphy is a good wrestler. He's someone who I hope they wouldn't uh, rest on his laurels of being a former WWE guy. Because I don't, I don't, yeah, I, I, I could take him or leave him. No, no disrespect to Murphy. Mm-hmm. And he is dating, or is wasn't he with Alexa Bliss? Uh, no more. Yeah. No more. They were engaged. Nice. But. Okay. Cross Britt Baker off the list. Put Alexa Bliss back on the list. Uh, she's engaged to singer Ryan Cabrera, sir. Uh, All right. He's got nothing. Uh, on I don't the even way know. down. Damn. I saw you. Time to break that CD, man. <laughs> break your computer with the download. Yeah. <laughs> Burn Ryan Cabrera across the internet. Burn him. Burn him. <laughs> Burn him. So somebody who we're pretty sure is going to be in AW, who's a big name, is Brian Danielson, um, possibly returning at Arthur Ashe Stadium on September 22nd. How would you, Mike, how would you fantasy book him? That's the thing, like, because, I mean, because, I mean, yeah, the last time I guess I was moved by, by wrestling was his retirement. Mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan yeah. retired. It, like yeah, it, yeah. yeah. Just uh, going off that, that was I was thinking like, what was like the last 
really big moment like that where I felt moved and there was that um Roman's cancer diagnosis. Yeah, Sorry yeah, to yeah, yeah. That's pretty rough too. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And I, uh, I guess with yeah, I mean, I guess with Brian, since he came, he's come back, and not only that, like he had a great run. Like with you know, he's the other part of Kofi Mania that you know we don't, he doesn't usually get, get brought up, but it's like, I yeah, loved that. He run. definitely, yeah, yeah, like he was such a perfect heel, and he gave like. Kofi a match a, li- a match of a lifetime that like will always be remembered and like again like like my girlfriend literally was crying at the end of it and she had no investment so it's like wow. so he can he, he has so much to give and you know thankfully you know because his brain seems to be okay and I'm curious too like because um, yeah like, I'm curious how, if you want to space it out because I mean CM Punk is just like sucks so much air out of the room because he's such a big thing to come back to Brian, yeah, you know, he might be tail end of his career, maybe maybe a couple more years. But yeah, like with that forbidden door and him being able to have all those matches that like to be able to wrestle to his Japanese matches and to go ahead, I don't know, do, do an impact for, for shits and giggles. Like, yeah, like if, if man, like I, I guess I, I, if I was Tony Khan, I'd be like, do I want to keep stacking so many big moments? Because again, at the same time, it's like that moment can't be taken back. And then how do you keep matching those highs, especially when you're trying to also showcase the rest of the roster? You know, it's like, I was, you know, like I, I'm happy that Adam Page got his paternity leave because that's something that wrestling that a lot of people don't think about, or at least, you know, with the WWE system where it's like, you just, you're on the road. You don't see your kids getting bored. You don't see your kids live. Like you, you are the business and that's it. And just to be like to Tony Khan to be like, I'm a billionaire, but I'm also fair and equitable. I'm giving you insurance. And I also want you to, have a life and that time you get to rest and the time you can work more and do more. So it's like, um, yeah, if they like sign Brian and just keep him ready, you know, cause again, there's always injuries and things like that happen. Like if he came even after the, the Arthur Ashe show, I mean, it, it'd be, a, it's a big get. I'd be super psyched. I'm curious. He's, you know, he's always answered. He's always interested in reinventing himself in the same way Bray Wyatt does just in a less drastic way. But I think, yeah, the audience is, yeah, the audience will, will be the absolute winner over there. So I, I feel like WWE used to be that way because I, 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 this one documentary, I think it was like Sika, well, one of the wild Samoans talked about how his son, I'm not sure if it was uh, Roman Reigns or like he said he was fired. He's like, oh, I want to go see my son. And like he was fired. But I feel it's it, case in point is Becky Lynch now because like she, had a, had a baby and she was gone for a long time, just returned on Sunday to SummerSlam, which was maybe a dubious decision. But I feel that's hopefully just finally wrestling game with the times like, oh, you're having a baby. Well, you need that time off to, to be with your newborn child. As, as it happened with Mox as well, he, he was definitely gone for a little bit for uh, him and um, Renee Paquette's uh, child together. But um, yeah, so I, I – I feel like that's like down the line, like hangman is the next guy. Like if, if I was fancy booking it, definitely hangman's the next AEW champion, but then MJF beats him because MJF is just the heel. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I have a feeling it's going to be him and Jericho at all out and Jericho's going to lose and have to retire because of that match. Like that's been heavily speculation, but I feel like it's hangman dethrones Kenny. I will say at revolution next February, because I, again, the bell collector 
gimmick continues with Kenny, but then MJF might immediately supplant Hangman because just MJF is just the heel. You got to put that rocket ship on him. And then who bigs Hangman? Maybe then Punk is the one to do it. Or it could be Brian Danielson. So there's all these exciting possibilities that just AEW just excites me so much from that fan level that I just, I haven't felt before in mm-hmm. years. And now this company comes along exactly what I was hoping for. Yeah, I think as long as, um, if AEW continues to present Jungle Boy, Darby Allen, Orange Cassidy, um, you know, all these younger MJF, all these younger over guys on the same level as the new guys coming in, you know, like that these people are as legitimate as Punk, as Brian, as Kenny Omega, as the Bucks, um, as Cody, as Miro, and that they could beat them on any given day, then that's, I think that's the key to success right there. You know, you match your older guys with your younger guys, and you don't have you don't have your punk versus Brian. You have your punk versus mm-hmm. Jungle Boy. You have your Brian versus Darby. You know that type of thing. I think that's the way to go. Yeah, and and Brian kind of um, occupies the same space as Punk as his former indie darling. Um, mm-hmm. Now going going back to a more indie promotion and. Who who's he gonna like work with? Who who are the younger guys? Is he gonna work with? So I, I think that's a good point to not have Brian versus Punk. So like mm-hmm. have them elevate other other players, which I I think they're both willing to do. And yeah, yeah, I, that that is definitely a pay per view match though. Have Punk and Brian because that was a yeah. match we all wanted. And like back in 2013 with WWE, that was definitely like oh shit they're going for the title. It wasn't the five star match we wanted, but that's they do have a history together as well i it's just it gets eyeballs it just makes wrestling fans excited and it's just an example that wwe had all this talent on their roster Mm -hmm. and you could say they were hoarding talent but it was an amazing roster they had but you still had guys like andrade now andrade el idolo and then uh malachi black just they, they weren't happy with what they were doing or they were giving these new pushes, the developing these new story arcs, and then they were just let go just out of nowhere. So if AEW though, like the opportunity presents itself, you, you got to sign these guys and yeah. they might not sign all of them, but if you have a chance, like, and they're going to move the needle, you got to do it. It could, I mean, that could also be why WWE is not so worried about losing a lot of these guys because they know AEW can't put all of them on TV. Though I do think I, they probably didn't expect the Punk debut to go so well. And um, AEW getting Punk and Brian, I mean, that's that's a big deal. It's it's now, it, they're a legit, they're a legit second company. Um, before we get out of here, any plugs? Uh, RJ, anything to plug? Uh, yeah, North Coast Hip Hop Improv. Um, every other Saturday at Asylum NYC. We have our Anybody Show coming back on September 4th. Uh, so go check that out, AsylumNYC.com, or just Google AsylumNYC, NorthCoastNYC.com, on all social media. You said the Antibody Show? Uh, yeah, the Antibody Show is where we, we dance as, uh, we dress up as multiple antibodies. No, it's called Anybody. Okay. It's like an improvised <laughs> historical hip hop. It's like a Hamilton <laughs> show, but not Hamilton. Okay. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I want to see the Antibody <laughs> Show, but Anybody yeah, Show is No, you got to do that show now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, go check that out. Um, they've, and they've then perform- real quick, I want to say, um, I would, uh, speaking of, I was talking about, I want Brian and like punk the face younger guys though. The only exception is with NJPW. If you give me Okada versus any of them, yeah, I, I will take my money, take my whole wallet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all. Yeah, we, we we need everyone to get vaccinated across the whole world so that uh, the American guys can travel to Japan, the Japan guys can travel to the U.S. safely, and we get these dream matches, yeah. which it has happened, but I just want everybody to be safe. So that's my plug is that I know Larry has just awesome viewers who probably already were vaccinated, but yeah. tell everyone to get vaccinated <laughs> safe. The FDA just approved the Pfizer vaccine. So we just need to beat this damn virus already, or at least make it tolerable so that no one's filling up all the hospital beds. That's yeah. my plug. Get vaccinated. Yes. Good plug. Good final thoughts. And um, maybe if, you know, all these like rednecks who are anti-vaccine now, maybe Rastlin can get them to do it. So good, good pitch there. Uh, Michael, anything? My, my hometown people in yeah. Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm thinking more rural Georgia. Um, all right. Yeah. I, I pass by the TNT building all the time, but I do, they do have an AEW Rampage billboard right in Ooh. front of them. I mean, I saw a uh, Rampage billboard on the subway in New York City. It had Mark Henry Ooh. and Britt Baker on it. Britt Baker. Yeah. yeah I saw that one. Weird yeah, Mark Henry cool. because he's not, I mean, yeah, I guess he's announcing on Rampage. So, yeah. 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 They, they've done a good job. It was uh, whenever, uh, Times Square, I think around Forty um, Seventh and Eighth uh, Avenue. I'd always see something AEW right there, like Jericho's face, or just it just was like, yeah, just just makes me happy because this is I, I never knew like this is exactly what I wanted because mm-hmm. for so long it's like please WWE, please be good, please be good, and they have their good years and bad years, but there's finally an alternative, and I hope RJ's dream does come true. I think really just for business man to retire just to go away and just for someone new to step in for WWE and just to book things differently. That's really the hope now. Yeah. Uh, Michael, anything to plug? Oh, uh, yes. You don't I, have I guess to. I should start doing this more. No, I should. I should. I need to be uh, out there. Uh, on the IG, you can find me at a pineapple suggestion. It's usually uh, cat picks, food picks, and my weird fitness journey, which I feel weird about. Uh, you can find me on the streets doing sprints. And uh, <laughs> everyone keeps hollering at me when I run that I should have a towel around my neck. Um, I don't know what that means. Um, and uh, I, I, I think it's I think it's a, I think it's like an Atlanta thing. So I don't overheat myself because it's like uh, 90 degrees I'm running. OK. But, and uh, yeah, I'm doing stuff at uh, Roll Call Theater. Uh, you find them on IG. I'm doing short form and maybe more stuff. Who knows? But yeah, I'm I'm around. You're around the ATL around. area. He's if you around. see someone running without a towel on his neck, that's Michael. Oh, God. Pineapple suggestion. Yeah. And uh, I, of course, am at Larry the Athlete on all social media. And you can subscribe to Larry Knows Sports wherever you get your podcasts. May all your dreams be hoop dreams. And may the rest of your days be days of thunder.